Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie, how are we doing today? We are good. We got a special, special guest, a running back. I'm, I'm excited beyond belief. No more wide receivers, although I do love them. I know you love the wide receivers, but we, we have a special place for the running backs here. And today we've got a great one, Garrett Groshek. Garrett, thanks so much for spending some time with us here today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It should be some fun. <laughs> <laughs> it will be, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> As most of you guys already know, we are presented to you by betonline.ag and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wait, Garrett, I have to ask you. So you, you you're from Amherst, Wisconsin. Yeah. Which please don't take offense. I had to Google where that was because I'm not, not from the there. Only person. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Wisconsin though. So don't like Rhinelander is probably one of my favorite places in the world, and I have never been there. But when you when you're growing up, are you watching the Badgers? Like, is that something that you as a little kid, like Saturdays are the Badgers, Sundays are the Packers? Yeah, growing up, um, I wanted to not do what everyone else was doing. So I was usually antagonistic, whether it be Packers, Badgers. Uh, I grew up a I shouldn't say grew, grew up, but as long as I could remember, I was actually a Miami Hurricanes fan. So stemming from yep, the U stem, stemming from uh, being a huge like Ray Lewis fan. Um, and then all those players that came through there was, you know, the aura of the U and ex- exactly why it's like one of the most popular 30 for 30s um, were all the reasons that I uh, rooted for them. Um, but growing up, like obviously like went to Badger games um, Went to a Penn State uh, Badger game where Matt was hurtling over uh, defensive players as well. I remember that. that. Yeah. Dude, that makes my whole day. I can go cry in the corner right now. This is so special. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, growing up, everything just, you know, that's kind of like the Wisconsin loyalty. Uh, like you kind of mentioned too, like you're, if you're from Wisconsin, you're a fan of Wisconsin and everyone that comes through it um, and just kind of always keep tabs on and, and rooting for, you know, not just Wisconsin, but everybody that whether or not they're playing or involved with Wisconsin now, just if they're from Wisconsin, it's kind of a, you know, a special place. Not a lot of people are from. So were you, were, did you start football at a young age? Were you playing like Pop Warner and all that? Yeah, I started playing tackle football at age seven. So I was in first grade. So I've been playing Whoa. football forever. They have football first grade when you were playing? Uh, it was like the it was like one of the first years of it. And I made the deadline for birthday like by a couple of days or something. That's so awesome. I was I was able to be like absolutely the youngest uh person out there I was playing with kids that were you know three years older than me or three grades older than me um at the time so that's when it all started and you and you came in as a quarterback i uh, came in as an athlete uh, <laughs> they i don't think quite knew exactly what position to put me at i think they didn't really see me as a quarterback like finishing as a quarterback um but at the time we only had four qbs on the roster so it was just Bart, Alex, and then Correa Lyles, who I came in with. 
um, Caden's older brother. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the season, um, Bart kind of gave me like an inside scoop. He's like, they're thinking safety or running back possibly because he was talking to the coaches and just curious because I made a good relationship with Bart and he helped me a whole bunch that first semester, first year uh, in college. And eventually we end up getting to a couple of workouts, maybe before spring ball going into my redshirt freshman year and or right after my redshirt year, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I saw coach Chris came up to me. He asked me, how much I was weighing, uh, asked me if I could catch. And then I saw him walk over to coach settle. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the workout, he's like, Hey, we're going to just change you to running back. So wait, and so that was kind of, well, good, one good. You're in the right place. I, at least I think you are, um, go back though. So you start in first grade, you're playing all throughout elementary school. Were, were you playing any other sports? Like, were you excited? Oh, was, yeah. was football number one? Uh, football always was, uh, fell in love. That's the earliest thing I could probably remember is falling in love with football. Um, but played every, every sport under the sun, uh, played baseball growing up, basketball, wrestled growing up, uh, wrestled until high school, played, did a little track and field in high school, um, and golfed in high school. Um, so did a whole bunch of things, did golf and track my senior year. So I was in four sports my senior year. First off, how is that okay? How, who let that happen? And you're like a scholar athlete too. You gotta, you gotta get it approved. Uh, like everybody in the athletic department, both coaches have to approve it. The AD, I think the office has to. So that wasn't as difficult for me. <laughs> But Amherst is pretty small high school, though, right? Like, yeah. so, I, like, how many kids did you graduate with? Uh, about 70, 300 total in the yes. high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, A, like, the fact that you guys even had a football program, I, I mean, like, that, that's, that's pretty astounding with so few, with such a small population of the school, you guys could field a full varsity and JV team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wow. in, in high school, that's like every kid, in, like every boy in the school is playing football. Yeah. We had our, throughout high school, our roster was, like this is freshman through senior. Our roster was 50, 50 plus, which is like twice as much as some of the schools around us are having and have had. So everybody wanted to come out for fo- football once uh, we started winning. Listen, that's uh, it's Wisconsin pride right there. Yeah. Like it's, kind of, I, sure. I think that's so special because I don't know what's happening nowadays, but I know in my neck of the woods in New York, football is dying. Sadly, it's it's dying, um, but we don't want to talk about New York because we suck at football right now in every aspect of it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, Garrett, you were now you, you guys won. I know you won the state championship your senior year, right? Mm-hmm. And did you guys win your junior year as well? Lost my junior year and then won the first first time we had ever been to state was my freshman year and we won. Okay, uh, that year, so. And wait, you for 41 touchdowns? My senior year, yeah. Damn. That's a lot of touchdowns, man. Through three that's picks, though. So. That's then, a lot of touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. But, I mean, that's uh, – and you also <laughs> ran for a bunch, too. I mean, like, you were a crazy, like, dual threat. So what, like, what what was the type of offense you played in in high school? Uh, is essentially, a, like, a spread triple option. So it was – and we called it Shogun instead of Shotgun. So it's like a two-and-a-half-yard snap instead of a traditional four or five. Uh, and then there would be a running back behind me. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you're sending the slot receivers in motion and running an option off of that. So run game-wise, based on, based on running triple option. That must have been fun. because yeah. I mean, you, you have the ball in your yeah. hands all the time. Yeah, absolutely. No one else. Uh, no better feeling than knowing that you get to have control of every play. Um, and you're reading every single it. play. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. So, so okay, so then you have a ton of success. What happens, like Wisconsin comes knocking? Are there other schools 
I know from some of the clips I watched, you like Mankato was there. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of D2 interest uh, for every position, kind of. Uh, like St. Cloud was like linebacker, Mankato. Mankato, I think, was linebacker, maybe running back. No, I think they were linebacker too. Uh, Winona State was a QB. Um, St. Cloud and Winona were the only ones I got offers from. Uh, and then NDSU coach uh, Tim Polisek was at North Dakota State, and he's from 15 minutes away uh, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. So he grew up close, like knows the area, so has always recruited it well. Um, and then they wanted me to play linebacker too uh, at NDSU, wanted me to walk on. Uh, and then had kind of talked to Wisconsin, like obviously went to the camps every single year um, as so many other Wisconsin high school kids. Yeah. Uh, and then had a couple of conversations with Coach Strick, uh, Ben Strickland, when I was in maybe that had to be my freshman year that he was there. Um, and then coach Herring after my senior year came in one time, talked about maybe a, a walk on offer and what it would look like. Uh, and then the weekend before signing day, they sent me an email, Wisconsin and said, Hey, you're invited to our, official walk-on visit, which ended up being with, you know, guys like Jack Dunn, Adam Crumholz, Christian Volpentesta, mm-hmm. um, Matt Arnowski too. So a whole bunch of guys that are now like my best friends, like college buddies. Um, and then I actually hadn't been accepted into Wisconsin. And like I said, growing up, I wasn't a Wisconsin fan. Yeah. So I actually borrowed Tyler Biotish's, I think his dad or his older brother's shirt for signing day, like a Wisconsin shirt. So I had <laughs> and I just signed a, like a blank piece of paper because I hadn't gotten accepted into the school yet. I was like, um, like deferred or waiting or whatever. Uh, and so eventually didn't end up signing until like a couple of weeks later when like I actually got accepted into the school. So I was gonna oh, say, like you, you and awesome. Tyler were were high school teammates in, mm-hmm. in in the same class. Did you guys like you know? Did you guys like grow up together from like when you were little? Yeah, yeah. We've I mean we've been playing. I mean since kindergarten, essentially. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, um, all the sports. Did you know he was gonna be this good? Uh, like, did you know he was gonna be a starting center in the NFL? Good. Like when you guys were in high school. Like for us, it wasn't like everybody from the outside is always so surprised. They're like, oh, like two guys from such a small town, small school. Like we had only had one other player, uh, Derek Conkle was his name, play for the Badgers and walked on to the Badgers and played a little. And like for us growing up, like, like we both knew like sports, like we love sports, like we just love competing. And you get around each other so much and are competing against each other so much to us. It's not necessarily a surprise. Like this is what we've, I mean, this is just what we've been doing, you know, for our whole lives. And we've both had the same type of goals. Tyler thought he was going to be a hooper for a little bit and then he stopped growing. Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, both had the aspirations of playing college football and excelling and just kept putting into work into that. Um, so we just, you know, um, sadly, unlike a lot of, uh, you know, young kids or younger people out there, we knew exactly what we wanted and we knew that we had to work as hard as we could to, to make it happen. So we just knew that from a young age and had people that were like-minded and, you know, you can't, can't get as far going by yourself as you can with the help of other people. So did you, did you grow up on the, the walk-on tradition that Wisconsin has? Like, were you, did you know of it as you were going through? And then what did Strickland talk to you about it? Cause I'm, I, I played with Strick and I think he was a walk-on mm-hmm. who gained I, the scholarship. 
I like, I think you're kind of always aware of it. Like mm-hmm. just because too, with, with Derek, my dad had coached Derek Honko in high school. So, and there's not a lot of people in Amherst, so everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, and his had played sports with his younger brother, like, um, so kind of knew what it's about looking back. I don't think I used Derek. I wish I could have asked Derek more questions, uh, you know, growing up and getting to, uh, getting to Wisconsin and asking what it was like. But once you get on campus and usually with the official visit, you got, you know, you're getting hosted by former walk-ons or current walk-ons and they kind of let you know exactly what the situation is. And as you're being recruited, you always hear a, like, it's, it's just different here, like compared to other programs and other walk-on programs. Uh, And that's something that, you know, as a, as a young person, you're not really sure what, you know, what the difference is anyways. Um, But you come to find out that you're treated the exact same as everybody else once you get there. So, so now looking back, what does it feel like to be part of that tradition? I mean, that tradition is, to me, is like one of the coolest and they've written books about it. So like, mm-hmm. what does that, what does that mean to you to be part of that? It's just you know, such a huge honor. You know, it, there's like the Wisconsin football fraternity and then there's the walk-on fraternity. Like, it's just a little something extra to add it on top of it all the great players, you know, players that I played with too, um, that, I mean, we can sit here all day and list off <laughs> all the guys that have been successful players at Wisconsin that have walked mm-hmm. on, um, and being able to be a part of, or be a, associated with like the walk-on scholarship, um, and Scott Young and Steve Baff and getting to meet a whole bunch of older walk-ons, uh, and just, you know, keep growing, you know, your network, your fraternity, and just always have something to be proud of um, and something to connect you to not just the university, but the people around there. And, you know, they're always, always such great people. For sure. For sure. So let's talk about that transition to the college game. So I assume that you, you came in during the summer, right? You weren't an early enrollee Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So what was the toughest thing for you in terms of getting up to speed, whether it's on the field or off the field? Uh, the biggest thing is I think the terminology, just learning the game. Uh, in Wisconsin high school, like there's not a whole lot of sophisticated defenses or play calling uh, and just being introduced to essentially the pro system uh, because that's what coach Chris basically runs uh, and all the different terms, concepts, as far as like past game stuff that I had really never seen. Like in high school, we ran mirror routes and it was just number based. So things like that, um, expanding it, obviously I'd went to some camps and I had scratched the surface of what it is. Uh, but just learning that whole system, uh, the, the speed of it, um, just getting used to it, just takes some time and coming into it. I knew it would, um, I was in no, no rush really, uh, as far as expectations to play right away. I'm coming in and I'm walking on. It's, it's going to be tough. I'm going to have to earn it. Uh, and just, just trying to be a sponge and learn whether it's from the old guys or coaches um, and just trying to, you know, expand that mental game of it, which is really the big jump from, I think, high school to college is really the mental, mental side of it. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. The mental side is extremely tough because you, everyone who goes to college to me is, is, is a, is a, an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're an athlete. I was that's an athlete in some way. Yeah. But the the knowing what to do and then the confidence to do it is is so hard to just like you see guys just fail because they don't have confidence in the knowledge of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I completely thing. agree. Huge. The big thing too, we're always uh, and coach set was like you got to know what you're doing if you want to play fast. 
And that's what the whole process is. And Mac could probably say this too, as far as high school to college, it's the mental game. And then college to the NFL, it's just the speed. Like that's where the speed difference is and where you just need to play faster, whether or not you know what you're doing or not. Um, but from high school to college is really that mental, mental jump. So again, so you, so you're, you're on the team, you redshirted. So you're on the scout team, which is the a worst place. It's okay. For you, it was a lot of fun for me. It was like the I was worst playing, place. I was playing quarterback. So you got to remember. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a lot of <laughs> Yo, you, I think we were, we were a lot gonna, less physically demanding. We were, oh God, we were going to have, um, we're going to have OD, uh, Owen Daniels. He was the scout quarterback, I think, uh, for me. And I think you guys have the most fun because you don't get hit really, or you do a little bit, but not anything special. Just and you don't week. have to, you, you what? Just ax week. Just, oh, oh ax week, everything's open, but. Uh, <laughs> to run into a linebacker and then the coach go, all right, it wasn't good enough. Do it again. You're like, dude, I, I don't want to play this position anymore. Mm-hmm. But so what's, so like what, cause I, I just remember like you get better on the scout team and you, but we always hung out with the defensive guys. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, like you didn't really know anybody. What was it? What was the scout team experience like? And then what did it do for you? You know, spring ball and then to catapult you into what you did. Yeah, for me, it was huge because I hadn't been through, you know, making a whole lot of tough throws or having to make people miss or find a way out of, because I did a lot of the, if we were playing like an option team, I did a lot of the QB runs. Um, So like Nebraska had Tommy Armstrong at the time Mm -hmm. um, or Ohio State had JT Barrett. Uh, so like some of that stuff I was doing and as the season went on coach Wilcox, who was the defensive coordinator, my redshirt year, uh, who played QB was a super, super valuable resource to have because he had been like, he had been through it. Like he had been a freshman QB, like, so he would help us like pre-snap. Hey, this is, this is the coverage that we're going to play. Like, look here and you're going to end up throwing there things like that. Or sometimes if, if the scout team is doing – the QB is doing real bad, you'll have the quality controller, whoever's running the scout team, be like, circle somebody on the page. This is who you're going to throw to. You're not reading anything. This is who you're going to throw to. <laughs> um, but being put in that situation, then it's like, okay, you got to make the throw anyways um, and the challenge with that. Uh, but just having you know those guys around, having guys – that year, you know, TJ Watt to go against. You got Dooley, Leon Jacobs, you got TJ Edwards, you got Sitch, you got so many guys, Moose, Dakota, uh, Soge, um, so many guys, DT to that you get to go against. That like even even for me, the running part of it, just being able to go against those guys and try to challenge those guys. Um and your part to help the team win on Saturdays uh, and just falling in love with that process. Cause you're still playing football uh, and you're getting to do it against a really high level of competition. So just in, enjoying the moment and making the most of it. Yeah. I, I like that. You're right. It, it, it wasn't great getting cursed at and like reading a card and them telling you how stupid you are. You couldn't do the card, mm-hmm. but it, there is something to say of like, you really don't have responsibility outside of just the card. Like I didn't have to, you didn't really have to know it much. It, it makes it really simple. You know, it was, it was just like, you just became part of a team slowly. And I, I did, I do agree with you. Like there is some fun in that. You can concentrate on, on school a little bit more. Like there's no stress on Saturdays. You kind of just woke up and went to the state. All I had to do on Saturdays was catch like four footballs and not get, I wouldn't get yelled at. I, that's all I had to do. So the I easiest thing the in the towel. world. Yeah, Yeah, I actually made it on TV for like the LSU game, the opener at Lambeau, just at the end of the game, just <laughs> throwing a towel. Everybody back here was like, oh my gosh, he was on TV. It's like, yeah, oh, that's so fun. What was that atmosphere? What was that atmosphere like in Lambeau? That was like that's one of the games that I regret not ponying up the money and to go to most. That was the that was my first college experience because that was our first game. Uh, that was our, that was our first game 
that was my first ever college. We didn't know if we were going to be able to go to it early on in the week. And then they're like, Oh, you guys are close enough. You can travel everybody. Um, but that whole place just, you can feel the energy in it. Like the entire game. Uh, part of that is for me, I had no idea what's going on anyways, uh, <laughs> to feel that type of energy. Um, but yeah, that's one of the, probably the most memorable atmospheres of, as far as playing in college football. That was a fun day. Mm-hmm. I, we, I went up to that game. I, I had a very good time and to beat LSU and Lambeau is, is just amazing. Leonard Fournette, Jamal Adams, yeah. Martin key, a bunch of good NFL, really good NFL players on that great NFL players on that team too. And then we, we went won. in there with. Bart Houston. And <laughs> you know, it went to win, man. That's all that matters. Yeah, found a way. <laughs> yeah, I found a way. Well, dude, it was all your, uh, it was all the look you were given. That's what it is. We, yeah. uh, we, I, my, my favorite, my favorite, all I remember is we played Michigan State and they had, um, Matty B helped me, that, that huge dude who was a number 45. TJ Duckett. TJ Duckett. And so, you know, like you go to your locker, you open your locker, you're like, who am I going to be this week? And mm-hmm. I got 45 and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the running back this week. And we were five and five, maybe like we were four mm-hmm. and something. We, we were not good this year. So the last time we didn't go to a bowl game was this year. So I was okay. like, listen, I'm going to go my hardest. And I was running through some of, you know, some of the defense. And we had some guys who were in the NFL first rounders. And I was just running through holes. And I'm like, we're going to get killed against Michigan State. Like if I'm doing it, TJ Duckett is going to do it way better than I, know, I can it's do a, it. It's a mixed emotion <laughs> if you're doing well on scout team. You're like, oh man, this could be a bad Saturday. Be a tough one. <laughs> so, so you you get through that, thank God. Um, and now, so coach says you're. Gonna, it looks like you're going to go with the running backs. Mm-hmm. Does coach Set come up to you and he's like, "Listen, we're pulling you in." Uh, it, well, for me, it started on special teams. Like it started with Coach Heron, and mm-hmm. I mean, eighty to ninety percent of college players started with special teams. Um, sure. But going into that position change during bowl prep, as Matt can say, it's essentially a whole bunch of young guy practices. So I was playing, I was actually getting more lot, like live QB reps and John Budmeyer was the quarterback coach um, and is at Colorado state right now. And he uh, had some fun uh, opening up the playbook with me at quarterback. We would call like all goes or whatever. And I would just drop back and he'd stand behind me and he'd just say, go. And <laughs> it, essentially it was scramble drill, run around, like just try to get what you can. Um, and I think after that, it kind of was like, okay, like it's probably going to be offense wise. Um, and then through that, you know, that spring, it was knowing that we had, I think it was actually, it would have been JT was coming in. So it would have been Bradrick and Chris James um, were kind of the two guys that were going at at it for uh, starting. And then she, Rashid Ibrahim ends up transferring in from Pitt. Um, and eventually does the third down old man. She does the third, third down stuff. Um, <laughs> he, and it was really that spring because during the, during my red shirt year, I really didn't get to play a whole bunch of scouts, special teams. Mm-hmm. So it was super small. Like it was like the bowl game. I was like, all right, I'm going to run. Like, can I go run on kickoffs, like scout kickoffs or something like um, instead of catching balls for Barton Alex during yeah. whatever period we were doing, uh, and started to do a little bit of that. So that's when I was able to kind of get thrown into live special teams drills and reps, um, and spend a whole bunch of time with coach Heron, uh, and trying to learn the system, learn how to play, uh, and really was focused on special teams and then learning the running back position which fortunately I was at quarterback. So it wasn't a huge change. It wasn't like I was going offense to defense and having to learn a whole new playbook. Uh, I had a decent understanding of the run game uh, as far as like certain steps and things like that. 
or run tracks, uh, just because I had been handing it off to whoever the running backs were. Uh, so that transition was a little bit smoother and I was able to focus a lot on the special teams and then going into U Utah state, it was coach Heron was gonna all, all, uh, fall camp. I had been doing like frontline stuff in for kick return and had done like off returner back end stuff and spring ball and all fall camp coach Heron's like going to try to get me in. And then all of a sudden, like after a, a few kickoffs or we're up a little bit, he goes, Hey, go in on the, the back end, be an off returner to so have hadn't taken any reps since like spring or early fall camp. And this is, this is going to be your first collegiate snaps. <laughs> That's awesome. I like you say run tracks because I think ours were landmarks. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this, the terminology is obviously evolving. Yeah, we, I, use, we use that too. I was just, I've heard it so many different, different yeah, ways. Sure. Landmarks, run tracks. Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy playing special teams? Did you enjoy going out there on special teams? Yeah, absolutely. When I was younger too, because I didn't have like, and that was, so my freshman year and JT's freshman year is the same year. Only I had been there for a year already. Um, So knowing that he was doing like he was going to be playing, um, we had a bunch, you know, three other guys that were older than me um, that had played before. uh, And like someone like Bradrick had played really well before. um, And Chris and Sheed were successful at Pitt coming over and had been in the system. So they didn't have to learn a whole lot. and I was able to just focus on special teams. I was like, let me do my part, which was it'll be easier for me to do my part on special teams um, and try to, you know, try to get a breather for one of these defensive guys or offensive guys that is playing every single offense or defensive snap. Um, just trying to always do your part and find a way onto the football field. Cause, cause that's where I first remember like being like, mm-hmm. Oh, who's 37. Like, it's like, oh, who's that guy out there? Like, he's like, he's doing some stuff out there on special teams. So, like, I always notice like there, there, there seems to be like one or two guys like every class who like really stands out in special teams. And to me, you were one of the you, you were that guy like immediately. I was like, I okay, like that. he's like, you like he is busting his ass. He's doing one hundred ten percent on mm-hmm. every special team snap. And so that's you know that's really cool. So you, you mentioned JT Jonathan Taylor what when when he like first stepped on campus was it was it like a holy crap moment like at like the first time you saw him touch the ball did you like expect him to go for 2000 yards as a freshman like what did you guys you know what really like first like jumped out to you about him because you know i'll be honest like from the stands like i was just expecting like bradrick shaw to be like the dude that year and maybe with chris james and you know maybe you, know, you heard about this taylor kid ball. yeah yeah you heard about this taylor kid was fast but you didn't really know much much else about him and you know this is at the time when i personally was just like grinding a lot of high school tape uh because one of my best friends works for rivals.com and he was the he was the rivals he was rivals video like he was the rivals video guy and so he would send me all the tape of all the wisconsin guys and i was like oh okay you know this kid looks interesting like he like runs like super upright that's a little weird but Mm -hmm. you know we'll 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 see what we have and then what does he start the second game of the season and run like 200 yards yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think he started against FAU. Yeah, something like that. So, but like, even in fall camp, did you know that he was going to be like that impactful of a player? Mm-hmm. And I've seen his uh, high school film too. Uh, he went to Salem, which is similar size to Amherst. Like, it's a small, t- like small town, so the level of competition is isn't always good, um, or isn't always at that level. Obviously, there's nothing really at JT's level. Uh, <laughs> when you're talking about competition wise, um, he came in and, uh, at the time and during the summer, the freshmen are lifting by themselves really like, because it's all technique and kind of showing them everything. Um, so we didn't get to work out at all really together. Uh, and then he, you kind of hear things about all like, cause they have like, we'll do like speeds or have, times on the boards and he was running like good 10 yard splits and things like that. And you could kind of see it. Uh, and then everybody always 
everyone that was on that team will say the first time that they kind of knew JT was going to be JT uh, was our first scrimmage and he was with the twos and the first play, I think it was like an outside zone to the left. He kind of cuts it back, um, runs, runs over Trell who Natrell Jamerson is one of the, one of the pound for pound strongest guys that we've had. Mm-hmm. He's super strong, fast, great athlete, um, hard nosed dude, uh, kind of runs him over, sheds a couple of tackles or maybe it was Nick city. Um, but either way two NFL caliber players and then, uh, just outruns everybody for a, a 70 yard touchdown. And this yeah, was going I, against our, yeah. our first team defense. So it's like, like Matt was saying earlier, the kind of mixed emotions, they're like, our defense is supposed to be really good. <laughs> Either it's going to be a long season or he's really, really good. Um, I, I remember that. In, I remember that in the, uh, in the social media sphere of, Oh my God, are we witness? Like who knows, but this could be the most special, one of the most mm-hmm. special guys to ever play here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously now, would the dude have like five touchdowns in the NFL a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah against my Buffalo Bills. So that was. <laughs> well, we can't get into NFL teams because yours and I's. Well, mine is the worst by far. I'm a Jets fan, Garrett, and mine so. is just a perpetual disappointment. So <laughs> we had who do we have? We had Chris Chambers on, and he and he just this is completely off time. He's like, I love playing against the Bills and the Jets because yeah. <laughs> he but played for the Dolphins in Miami. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're excited to announce a new sponsor, and that is Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. And they're a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as a classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. So head on over to lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So, so okay, so JT's obviously like uh, on a sphere of his own. You know, that to me was like AD when I was there. Like these guys are untouchable. Mm-hmm. What What was special? Like what did you take? Cause you're obviously not going to want to be the fifth guy for your whole career. And there were guys in front of you. What, what did you do to be like, all right, I'm going to get ready to play no matter what, because we've seen a trend even this year, you know, down the line guys get hurt or something happens and the four or five guys, three, four or five need to be able to play. Absolutely. So like, what, what, what happened in your brain that was like, all right, I don't care that there are three guys ahead of me. I'm going to outwork or out, you know, just compete with myself. Like, what was that? Uh, for me, it wasn't necessarily like, like it was just so hungry to learn the system, like learn how to be, do your job and learn what your job is and do it well. And really though, you know, my whole career has been based on this absolutely scared to death of what happens if my number's called and I'm not ready mm-hmm. or I don't know what I'm doing. And that's always been you know, kind of the thing that's drive the learning process is like, Oh, like, and you can, you know, you're, you've been a part of the room to where you see how fast, as soon as one person gets hurt, then all of a sudden everybody else has higher practice reps. And then another person goes down and it just, it just starts a domino effect. Mm-hmm. So going into every year, it was coach set would always tell us. And I eventually started saying it to the younger guys and the guys going into this year, it was like everybody's has to be ready because everybody's going to play whether or not you guys like it or not, or don't think that anyone's going to get hurt. Like it's going to happen. You're going to have to play. Uh, and that was always kind of my mindset behind it was I need to be ready for not just for myself, but for, for my team, for my coaches, everybody, everyone's depending on you. Uh, and that can happen really fast at the college level. Uh, so just, you know, always doing, doing my job, uh, and taking care of my job was kind of the thing and just trying to learn as much as I could 
having the coaches that we've had, Coach Chris and Coach Seth and Coach Rudy, uh, and just trying to be a sponge, just trying to always be ready for whatever the situation is that could happen. And that obviously prepared you for your – I mean, you were fantastic on the field. What what do you think was like your your pride and joy, something you were like maybe better than everyone else at? Because I, I can take a guess, but I want to hear what you think. Um. Well, for me, it was like it was pass protection. Exactly what I was going to say. Um, which uh, everywhere I've been, that's kind of been um, been it. Just because, like, going you know sophomore junior year, it's JT can't take every snap. Like we don't want him to. <laughs> the more he's right. out there, the better. The more hits that he's going to take. Um, so how can how can I help the team? How can I? take some pressure off of him and his first couple of years, he was, you know, he playing as a true freshman. You're just playing um, where I had a little bit of time and coming from quarterback was able to have a little bit better understanding of the pass game coming into it. Um, and just had that little head start and coach that kind of always threw me into that role, especially as soon as I transitioned from quarterback to running back, he had me doing pass protection stuff. Um, and then just always making sure like having like Jack home back there, always making sure he's got enough time. Cause I know if, if he's got enough time to, to throw it, he's going to make the right decision. So I just got to do my job um, and things like that, whether it's coming back or picking up a blitzer uh, and knowing that they're, they're bringing pressure probably man to man there or their spots open in the zone. Jack's going to find our receiver is going to find it. Q is going to find it for whoever it is. Um, and just willing to do that in order to, uh, make the play successful. Yeah. I mean, that's what I loved about your game was you were able to pick up pass. Like we've seen that at the beginning of this season, like just pass protection just wasn't there. And I love that about your game is that you one coming from a quarterback, it probably helps to know who like the free guys are and Mm -hmm. then to step in and, and, and be able to do it. It's Listen, pass protection sucks. These dudes are downhill. Um, and you got to put, you know, you're 216 pounds. Some of these guys are like 250 running yeah. four fours. Like they don't, and they're not really avoiding you. They're sticking their head down to blow you up. Um, I just, I absolutely love that. And then every time you ran a route, you were like sure hands, like you were going to catch mm-hmm. the ball. Um, and dude, I, I was just such a fan because, you know, like you, for me, it's, it's like kind of like, you waited, you waited, you waited. And then the time you got a shot, they, what a coach settle said it in one video is like, every time you went in, no coach was nervous. Mm-hmm. And that means to me, that means like the world. Cause yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's all, that's all you can ask for is like, and that's how a lot of kids coming into college don't understand that it's all trust and you have to build trust and earn trust by either showing that you know what you're doing and then knowing how to do it. Um, and that was the same thing with special teams. It was, okay, how can I get Coach Heron to trust me? Okay, I just got to do the right things and take the coaching points and just keep improving. And it was the same thing with offense, defense. It's, it's the same thing on the football field no matter where you're at. Uh, and just doing those little things right just builds trust, builds trust. And then it – cuts allows you to cut it loose not only as a player but as like coach like coach set was saying like we feel good like there's no uneasiness or sometimes you put guys in and you're like holding your breath a little bit like you're like i don't know if he knows what he's doing or or if he's quite ready um and that goes back to the same thing being scared like being scared of not being ready um with everybody counting on you just always making sure that you know what's coming and trying to be as, as prepared as you can for the game of football. So what's, what was your favorite game you played in? Uh, the, I'd say probably the Purdue overtime game. Besides from maybe the, the ax, the Minnesota game last year. Um, During the bizarre COVID mm-hmm. season. What was it like playing in stands that nobody was there? Practice. 
<laughs> was it really like it, it yeah I mean, like, I, <laughs> it must like, have been just like so you know the, like the feeling with of practice that's i mean that's what it is you create energy through either big plays or you have to be talking or celebrating yourselves um but you know sometimes it was nice you could hear everything uh as far as <laughs> passport i could hear the o-line all the time um, right and hear where they're going and things like that uh easy to audible two minutes a lot easier um so things like that uh you, you find a way to work with it were you nervous about covid at all during playing like in a full contact sport against other guys from different states no i really so i had tested positive right after the illinois game last year and was completely asymptomatic was living in a 300 square foot apartment with my wife she didn't get it, which stuck for her because she had the quarantine while I was quarantined and then do another <laughs> 10, 14 days, whatever it was. Right, after. <laughs> uh, and that's the only game that I missed in my career was the Minnesota game. And the day before, I was completely cleared. Like, I was healthier than I had been in some games that I was playing. Um, <laughs> and that's probably one of the, the things that, you know, bites at you a little bit where it's like, I have, I've played every single game in my college career. I haven't missed. And all of a sudden, because it's an illness now I can't play. I've, I've played sick games before when I was in high school, like I've played with the flu, like things like that. Um, to all of a sudden have the rules be, that you can't play even though you're healthier than you've been in a bunch of previous games. Sure. Sure. Oh man. I, I like that you say it's like practice because mm-hmm. in the, and then they put up the, um, the cardboard cutouts and yeah. then I don't know if that helped you or not. I, I was one of them. Oh, they never yeah. showed it. It's funny how they like, they kept showing every other person that ever played and my cutout is right there with me with, and they never showed it once. I'm a Just little a salty. I don't know if anyone ever played besides Ron that. Dane. <laughs> yep. Ronnie the, the, the bench family. The bench family. Yeah. The bench family's got to get a plug in there. Oh man. That's so funny. Oh, so, so then you, so then you, you do, so then you leave. Cause I was pumped for you coming back by the way. <sighs> right. You had another, what was it? Your sixth yeah. Essentially year? with the co Yeah. With the COVID everybody had a year. Um, so, wait, so what back. was that? What, what, what was your thought? I mean, I know the NFL was like looming. You had a fantastic season. Were you like, dude, I just can't do school anymore. Cause that was me. I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. That was part of it. Uh, like I had graduated and there wasn't a grad school program that, so I graduated with personal finance and there's no, mm-hmm. there's no grad school. Like there, I would have had to do some, you know, probably ELPA uh, right. like is essentially like what a lot of guys do for, if they're going into coaching or things like that, or want a GA, we'll do ELPA, mm-hmm. um, which is just education and leadership. Um, uh, that was essentially the, like, I was like, I guess I'll have to do that. Like um, I had completely graduated. Um, and then as far as talking to like my agent, um, the questions weren't around whether or not I could play more football. Like I had four years of film, like mm-hmm. where I had played meaningful snaps. Um, and then the, all the questions were around what time is he going to like, was he going to run is essentially what it is. There wasn't character questions or teammate questions or things like sure. that. Um, and talking to, you know, like coach set and coach Chris are like, I mean, like you've given everything that like you've had, like it's, there's not, and coach Chris had brought up the point. He's like, if you're coming back, it needs to be that you're not only growing as a football player, but as a person or education side of it. I was like, I don't know what (laughs) uh, school is going to do for me uh, anymore or any more of that type of education. Um, yeah. And plus and then, you mentioned like you had just got married over the summer. Like it's mm-hmm. time to sort of like take that next step. 
Yeah, so, absolutely. By the way, congratulations on the marriage. <laughs> congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. One and done. I got my. Yeah, there you go. Statue. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and that was, uh, that was part of it too. Like you mentioned that, like, like me and my wife had had the conversation where it's like, like as the season was canceled, it was like, do you want to stay here for another year? Do you want to do college living still another year? Um, we had been together since my freshman year of high school. So we've been like, we've been in this relationship a long time. Like half of our lives have been together almost. Good um, for you, man. <laughs> um, Good for you. <laughs> I, I found the one early and I shut it down. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it work. Um, <laughs> and that was a situation too. Like with us, we're both, she's uh, technically a school year older than me. Okay. Um, but it was to the point where it's like, like, Oh, we like the thought of having kids in the next couple of years or something like that was coming up too. And it's like, well, then we're only one year removed from college. Like, not a whole lot figured out. Um, and then I can't remember. I think it was coach Chris. He told me either way, you're going to make the right decision. As long as you make your decision and don't look back, don't regret it. Um, and (laughs) popping into a couple of practices this year and every, everybody's asking me, Hey, you got any, uh, eligibility left? We're running low on, (laughs) on running backs and things like that. Um, Dude, they'll be doing that for the next 20 years just, yeah. just to let you know. Um, I wish I had some eligibility left. Yeah. No, but I, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even think in my head about that. You know, as a Wisconsin fan, I'm just like, man, we got Groshek's coming back. Mm-hmm. We're going to be solid. And yeah, so it doesn't even go through my head, but I appreciate you sharing that because it does make sense to take the next step. You know, you're a married man, you graduated you basically be treading water. So that makes sense. So, so what's a transition? I know we have, we're getting to the end, but like, what's a transition? I know I got, I got to go to work. Um, What's the transition from like you, like you, we talked about a little bit, but like you, you picked up by the Vikings. What's that like, you know, you're driving a little bit up the hill or up, you know, to the West. Um, What's that transition? What happens when you get there? Like what? Yeah. So I was, Signed by the Raiders after the draft. Wait, that's right. I'm sorry. Because mm-hmm. I was so pumped because you were going to be with Ingold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Gruden kept on calling Ingold my agent because he was, he was lobbying that's for me. That's in the, great. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Pre-draft process. That is great. Uh, and he uh, went down there, rookie mini camp, OTAs, training camp so cool to be around so many awesome people, um, Mm -hmm. in that organization, uh, from the, from the players to even, you know, GM, like Mike Mayock is a really nice, really nice person, really great person. Um, loves football too. Um, and that's kind of what that whole organization is about. You know, the committed to excellence family style, like once a Raider, always a Raider, uh, similar to Wisconsin and a lot of the cultural aspects of it. Um, so just being there, had a awesome, awesome running back coach, uh, Kirby Wilson, who has coached Emmett Smith, Adrian Peterson, when he was with the Vikings, Le'Veon Bell, when he was with the Steelers doing well. Um, and then he retired a week before training camp had started. (laughs) Um, so a lot of it turned into, leaning on the older guys, um, leaning on Josh and Kenyon and, uh, Jalen Richard or spook, uh, is what we call them. Um, and Theo, Theo Riddick was there in the summer before he retired. Um, and just having those kind of coaches and ears and eyes around him. And then obviously Alec, um, Alec was, uh, you know, a big brother to me for a lot more than just football, uh, the whole process outside of sure. uh, off the football field and things like that. Um, and just learning, learning Gruden system when he never stops installing plays, uh, anyone that's, that's been in his system knows that his brain never stops when it comes to making up plays. 
and even some of the older guys, you know, all the rookies come in are like, man, like when, when is he going to stop? Like I'm starting to get like a good grasp on this. Like, can he just stop making plays? Um, or installing plays? <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh, I love that. And a lot of the older guys are like, no, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter if we're in season, yeah, in season, out of season. And Matt can say too, like you, in college, you have an install book. Like these are the, like every once in a while you'll throw a different play in or things like that. But in Gruden, with Gruden's mind, it never shut off. So he always thought of different ways to call plays, make up plays, um, different ways to do things, uh, and just always kind of playing catch-up for the most part. Now I felt like I had a pretty good hand on how his brain was working for a little yeah. bit, like how he, how he calls plays or names plays. And concepts is usually a big help once you can figure out how the play caller does that. Um, so went through camp, uh, Alec wasn't taking any game reps. Dude, keep going. I'm, I gotta go. I'm sorry, but no Gary, this was such a pleasure, man. Hey, one story, one story before, uh, Please. Matt leaves when I was, I had to be, I had to be like six, maybe me and my dad. <laughs> No, I was probably older. I was, I was probably <laughs> older than that because I can remember it. Um, me and my dad went to a, I think it was a spring practice. And I had this Wisconsin 45 jersey. And I actually had Matt sign it. And I believe I still have it in my closet or in my no collection. Um, because it was after, this is after whenever you guys played Penn State. Yeah. And I had gotten a Badger 45 jersey because I'm like, man, that guy's like, he's hurtling people, running. Oh, man, dude, you're melting my heart right now. Oh, man, I got this jersey and taking it to practice. (laughs) Oh, I love you. And caught Matt as he's uh, going into the tunnel, going into the McLean after practice and have him sign it. And obviously, like uh, a kid, you're, of course, you're wearing it. And then you're washing it and the Sharpie's coming off a little bit. I had to go back and kind <laughs> of go over it. Go over it. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. And I was like, Oh, I got to stop wearing it. Oh, that's like, amazing. That's amazing. I think that, I, I, honestly, that's a perfect place to end for today. I mean, this is great. But Garrett, we, thank you so much. I, thank you so much. One for sharing that story that I'm yeah. going to go tell my wife about. So just roll our eyes. But um, dude, I appreciate it. And uh, I hope we can have you back on. I mean, I know we didn't get the cover. Like you have so much insight into the team now mm-hmm. that I'd love to talk about, but maybe no, we could I'm, do I'm it sometime soon because I am pumped for the Vegas game. And, uh, you know, I think we had a season that I thought we'd do better, but I'm pretty happy with besides losing the ax. I no, mean, I yeah. thought we, we had guys step up. So yeah, you're proud of how they respond, especially yeah. some, knowing the guys, the leaders of that locker room too. But you and know feeling that. for them after yeah. games, like I yeah. feel for Colin though not being able to play in that last game. Oh God, that that, that video is uh, heartbreaking. Talk about yeah, talk about a guy that came in and his story, like the knee surgeries that he had at Houston coming in, and not really like nobody knew who he was. They're like, oh, kind of who is this guy and what he's kind of morphed into. You know, a couple of years ago, he really wasn't playing a whole lot. You know, it was just doing, like, let me get on special teams or was ineligible with transfer stuff. Um, and just the energy that he brings to every single interaction on the football field, outside of it, the type of teammate, brother that he is, and growing into this leader that he is now, like, like he's the guy for them. Like, And we even started doing it a little, like, I asked him to a little bit, uh, last year it was like you like you need to lead like you need to like you need to do like you can do more regardless of your playing situation or what you're doing everybody respects you and you know how to lead to lead it like and now to see him become you know the face of the team essentially um for those that know the inside and know that he's like when i was uh the rose bowl year like that was chris orr's team like Hands down, if you're if you're picking somebody to lead the team, like it's it's Chris Orr's team, mm-hmm. and then then you're I guess that mm-hmm. was JT's last year too. 
but then now with this year having like Colin be in that position and obviously then you see them struggle and then go on the run that they have is just something that do you think that hit was uh was an a legit targeting in the Minnesota game. I don't know. I I really hate that rule regardless yeah, like I of hate those the rule. hits. Like it's like and you it, like some fans will like you'll be watching with some people that haven't played and Matt you can probably like yeah oh like they got to be lower I'm like like you have no can't get lower. Yeah I, like, I, I was telling Matty P this I was like you keep first off the dude's going down so you now have mm-hmm. to figure out how to get lower the, there's nowhere to go. And then yeah. you get into the trouble of um, like Braylon Allen got somebody took out his knees and then you're just now. So now that's not a penalty going for someone's knees to not, not intentionally trying to hurt somebody, but when you go in for somebody's head, you're not really intentionally trying to hurt somebody a lot of no. the time. It, it needs to be a malicious foul to me to kick someone out of a game. Like you're, you guys are 21, 22. Colin can't play anymore. So his career ends yeah. on that. That is a that is a blunder of the NCAA. I, yeah. I could I could get started for I could just go off. We'll talk I, about it later. We'll talk about it. On, I was on only <laughs> I was only supposed to hit with my head to other people's face masks. Mm-hmm. That's what the fullback does. You find yeah. you you lead with your face. That's what my coach always said. So every hit I I did <laughs> yeah. was illegal, probably. Yeah. Listen, I was I, I I was tripping people. I was trying to do anything I could. Um. Yeah, but Matt, you enjoyed it. I mean, I definitely did. I I I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. I, listen, there's nothing better than being a Wisconsin Badger. There really isn't. There really isn't. Garrett, we got to have you back on, man. Mm-hmm. You are fantastic. Thank you so much. We wish you yeah, the best we'll, of luck. We'll go round two soon. We'll do it for sure. Happy early New Year. And until then, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Absolutely on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.